the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! You're listening to The Point After Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host with the most fantasy points this week and that's for reals i'm not buying it no well i'm killing i'm gonna well hopefully i don't jinx myself right now but i should go three and oh um we'll talk about that a little bit later deja vu here Uh, Uh, i know if you lose that if you lose you're up by 40 with uh, i don't think uh pops has anybody left to play jimmy graham jimmy graham yeah if jimmy graham puts up 50 tonight and you lose you should probably just go hang out under a bridge somewhere okay well you heard uh the two hosts that i'm uh here with Polly Bag of Walnuts and Tommy Red Bull and Vodka's Lipgos. Uh, they're brothers, but they hate each other when it comes to fantasy football, it looks like. Cavi, the producer, is still um, not here with us. He has some family issues going on, but we miss him and love him, and hopefully everything's going okay. Love you, Cav. Uh, we're going to go through our recap from our Thursday episode. We're going to hit the panic button on some people that we dislike and sure. are not favorable uh, options going forward. Panic button my whole team. <laughs> a dumb dumb segment where we take some uh, questions and people that we got uh, st- sit starts from over our internet and Twitter handles. And um, waiver wire where we hit Tommy's top targets and end with our sentimental low tone dear diary segment. Let's, uh, I, this is our 12th episode. It's week 10, our hangover show. I'm killing it. I know I said that, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I don't... What, what's what's up with you guys? Oh, my team looks like a dumpster fire right now. Honestly, it's just... I'd like to throw my team in your dumpster fire, because <laughs> oh. uh, I went 0-3 this week. Um, so uh, the polybag of one I trained came to a screeching halt after my 3-0 last week. I was rewarded by the fantasy gods and remembered that, by the way, they hate me. Um, so I went 0-3. they should. Yeah, I went 0-3. 0-3. Tom, how you do? I went 1-1 this week. Uh, my f- Yahoo fantasy team is just junk. Like, It looks like Paul and Chach say every single year, it looks like dynamite on paper. I'm a paper champ. After the draft, my team looks <coughs> phenomenal. And then it just ends up where they're a bunch of busters every single year. Gurley, Brandon Marshall... Landry. Well, that's see, my we 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 do say that, and it's because you draft names. You don't draft anything other than these big time names. You think they're all sexy. But at the same time, what else do you draft? I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from because he has to draft a these lot. big, big a name lot. these big name guys that are top level. I, no, no, I agree with you. Like the their, first the first four or five positions. rounds of your draft, and we're going down a weird road here. But first first four or five rounds of your draft are always you drafting the big names, but. 
Tommy likes throughout the season to continuously trade for those big names, and he's getting rid of guys, and he's he's dumping these guys on the waiver. He doesn't give enough time for his for his middle of the road guys. To like my go gold, like my Golden Tate, you know. Like, and yeah. I'm the first to admit, hey, I dropped I yeah. dropped Crowder this year, which Thank has you. been a disaster. Tommy but what picked o- him what up. other people did I but get you rid do of? that Where? a lot of times. You yeah. you you have a tendency to I drop like the action. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like it. You action. love the action. I'm that's... trying. To, I'm always itching for a trade. <laughs> if, if you you if if fantasy football was about the trade, you'd win championships every I'm year. I'm a junkie, for sure, when it comes to fantasy but football trades. I think this week uh, I think this week taught us a lot about um, players. They oh, taught a lot us of a, players. Uh, taught us a lot about actual NFL teams this week. Um, I think it's safe to say that um, the Steelers suck, man. Um, and that, that's our boys. I get it. But our defense is just a pile of dog shit. And, um, and the Cowboys look good. By now, it's week 10. By now, there's a line drawn in the sand now on who's a good fantasy player and who's not, I think, going forward. Well, I, think I, we're, I, I, think, I, I think that there's not just who's a good fantasy player, but it comes down to matchups right now. And I agree with Eddie, too, and I think that's a, you know, a good spot to hit our panic button on some of these players that we have going forward. We could hit our panic button on because we do have a lot of people that we don't like going forward, and uh, we'll, we'll hand it off to, to Paul to start us off with this segment. How long was that? So, our panic button this week will start off for me with Ty Montgomery. I am extremely panicked on Ty Montgomery. He's on my team. Um, a lot of people on Twitter ask me about starting Ty Montgomery this week. I told a lot of people they shouldn't be worried about him. Green Bay's offense is moving. Um, they they <laughs> they had a good matchup this week. The reality is that he's just not getting the ball. Starks coming back, I didn't think was going to be uh, that bad on him, but it ended up being bad on him. Starks caught a a, a nice catch and run out of the backfield for a touchdown. Um, Ty Montgomery had three rushes for nine yards and two catches for 11 yards. It's the second week in a row that he's just been mediocre to not existing at all. I think at this point, Ty Montgomery and his fantasy value has run its course. I think it's time to move on from Ty Montgomery. Randall Cobb um, has really looked solid. And, you know, I think that, quite honestly, I don't even think there's a place in the wide, re- the wide receiver core for Ty Montgomery. Jordy, let alone Jordy Nelson had a big game today, too. Nelson had a great game. Yeah. yeah. Here's I mean, the thing. At the end of the day, if you're hitting panic button on Ty Montgomery, then your fantasy hopes and playoff dreams are down the did I say, right I said? Did I say Cobb? Yeah, I didn't good. mean Cobb. I meant Devontae Adams. Adams no, had a yeah, great yeah. game. He yeah, had a, I, he had a great game. I, I was wondering why Eddie was giving me the stink eye. Um, it was probably because I said Cobb had a big game and he didn't. I don't know um, why we're no. talking about all that mess when we're talking about Well, I'm just saying is that there's there's no there's no real there's no place for Montgomery left in this offense. There but was when there was no, no there was for like two now, weeks when there was now, no running now back. Now it's Starks back. And I'm not no. disagreeing with you. A real you running back. I'm not disagreeing with you guys at all on that. But if you are hitting a panic button on this guy, then, like I said, your fancy uh, playoff hopes are already down the shitter because you shouldn't have had that high of hopes on Ty Montgomery. You I knew disagree. James, you knew James Starks was coming back. Ty Montgomery, you should have figured, was only going to be a one, two-week guy to fill some bye weeks, and then he, his fancy value is going to be gone again. I think the fact that, one, Starks hasn't really been that effective and nobody really knew it when or what was even the problem with him about coming back, I, you know? So I think that Ty Montgomery's first two weeks gave everybody a lot of hope that 
he was that gem off the waiver that everybody looks for in a year. And then when you know he got the designation as wide receiver running back, you had so much leverage with him that you could put him anywhere. He was a glorified flex every single week. You know, for the most part, you were you were flexible in anywhere you wanted to put him. But I know where Tommy's saying here because if you if you have Ty Montgomery, he's he's technically a wide receiver. He's not a running back. So, but they had him in that ru- running back position because they had no one else to go to. So now that a run, an actual running back is back, well, and then you look at everybody else there in the receiving core, they're they're way better than Ty Montgomery. He wasn't getting any really hardly any snaps prior to this injury at, at wide receiver. Uh, last year, same thing. You know that's why. But he you know, produce, I, I just, so like I don't. They'll get him in the offense going forward, but it'll be on a trick play, or they'll yeah. have him. You know, here's what I, like here's what I learned. Patterson. Here's here's what I learned, and we'll talk about this again in a later part of the show. I know for a fact it's going to come up, but whenever you hear a coach talk, assume he's full of shit. Because he's never truthful in the NFL. No, no, no. NFL no, coaches time, yeah. are so full of shit. Well, they don't want to McCarthy, give their game plan, McCarthy right? said that he loved Montgomery. He deserves these touches. He's still a running back. So, eh. Yeah, you want the other team to plan according yeah. to the way you speak. So, well, I, I think right. I, I think we just we we buried Ty Montgomery just about as much as the Green Bay Packers have. Uh, there's we could go on for another 45 minute segment about the Green Bay Packers and their disaster. But um, yeah. we'll go on to the, the next, next person. Button. I'm pressing the panic button on here is Todd Gurley. He's on my team. I drafted him in the first round. I was stuck. I hated every second of it. But this guy hasn't rushed for over 100 yards uh, this entire season. Benji Cunningham, if you've been paying attention, has been getting more and more snaps uh, in the backfield. Each week he's getting more passes. You know, he seems to be the, uh, they call him the change of pace back right now. But at the end of the day, he looks more explosive coming out of the backfield. I don't know if it's just the blocking, coincidentally, during those plays. You know, uh, let's be honest, he plays on the Rams. They're talking about Jared Goff coming in, quarterbacking now. uh, So you never know what's going to happen there. The only thing that he has a chance, and, and maybe you might not press the panic button on him, but I still am, is the favorable matchup going up forward. Uh, he has a great matchups coming up in the next few weeks. So with him being on my team and to other fellow owners, I'm pressing the panic button on Todd Gurley. I didn't, li- I didn't like him from day one. Yeah, I mean, I was just getting ready to say it. I'm like, I, I didn't like him. Mo- I, I You've heard me say this in the past, you know, Realistically, what the hell has Todd Gurley done to even be considered a top five running back? If you look at his numbers last year, I hit the panic button on him, you know, six weeks ago. I'm glad Tommy finally has come to the realization uh, that Gurley is 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 a real struggle to have on your team. As a matter of fact, in one of my leagues, I traded him away for Alshon Jeffrey, who so I basically traded a headache for another headache. But that's a different story. But I do agree with T. I, I, he has some favorable matchups coming up. He's got New Orleans. Um, he's got Atlanta. And quite honestly, if you can get him all the way, if you could get into the championship week 16 of your fantasy playoffs, you get to play him against San Francisco, um, which is the worst Rush defense defense against oh, running backs. So, but you got but but to Tommy's point last week is you got to get there, yeah. um, and to get there you got to get past Seattle. You got to get past New Orleans. These are other guys that he's playing. And, and Gurley, New Orleans, I don't know. New Orleans is a nice matchup. I I, yeah. I, I I mean New England. I'm sorry, not but if New you Orleans. get to week 16 with Gurley, he does play New Orleans. You must too, have but. some other studs on your team. Right, yeah, not, I just back don't it up, back yeah. it up. Yeah, I I, Mr. I, uh, like I think seven. you should. I think people probably should really 
What do you do now? But, but Let's just ask that question. What do you do? Like, I feel bad for. Oh, for you have to start him every week. Yeah, yeah, for people like so. Tom, so pressing the panic button. <laughs> so, no, so pressing the panic button on him. What does it do? Because three or four or five or six I weeks ago, to, however here, far here, back you want to go, I said, "How long ago did I say you should trade him? Try and trade him. Try and trade him." I oh, had a we, panic yeah, button yeah, on him. Yeah, we all said that. All week, so, all so year. what do we do with him now? Trade deadline's over. Yeah. Do you do you not play him next week when he plays Miami? He's a start based on matchup. I agree. Thank you. That's what I a matchup. He's a matchup unless. You, you have nobody else because there are a ton of injuries to the running back position this year. So you might have to start him. But if you have the luxury of having multiple running backs on your team. Like me. That are, yeah, like Eddie, pretty much. Uh, then you can do a, uh, a start based on matchup. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Yeah. So. Ed, what are you thinking? Um, I'm hitting my panic button on Alshon Jeffrey. I know Paul just mentioned this guy. Damn it. Um, he hasn't. Rece- or hasn't reached 100 yards receiving since week one. That's 10 weeks now. I know there's a buy in there, but he's been a number one receiver for these for uh, for the Bears the last Come couple on, years. Bears. Um, he has one touchdown in the season. With Cutler being back, everyone thought the last couple weeks he was going to be this catch machine. He's getting the targets. He's just not 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 bringing them in. You watched him in the first half this week. He, oh, he, had, he was he had, great. He had Four 40, catches, he had 40 yards, yards. He had 40 yards uh, The reality is this. Like, in the first quarter. And sometimes seven after that. Sometimes you have to press the panic button on a guy that shouldn't have a panic button based on guilty by association. He's stuck on a Chicago Bears offense led by Jay Cutler who is as insufficient or He's he's terrible. Jay Cutler was. The I said this last week. Anybody that listened to the podcast last week heard mine and Tommy's bet. Cutler's poop. He's junk. Came back down to earth today, and you know what? In that time, and the and when he comes back down to earth, and he crashes and lands, he lands on Alshon Jeffrey and all the fantasy owners that have Alshon Jeffrey. But I think I think all of us owners that have Al- Alshon Jeffrey were like, oh, he has forty-seven yards. It was like the second quarter, and then nothing after that. Yeah, nothing. It's because. Jay Poop. Cutler came back down to earth, and if you watch, yeah. I think he had after that first or second drive, he had like three straight turnovers. Every possession yeah, he had, he turned yeah. them over. He threw he a had pick. Jay Cutler as he his quarterback a, basically his entire he career. Threw a pick. Not the entire yeah, career. Yeah, but Jay Cutler is terrible, and he doesn't. I, I wish to God I saw a guy like Alshon Jeffrey with better quarterbacks than Jay Cutler. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just, it's sad, but the but reality I mean, is this: what you you're gonna have to panic on he, another person like Gurley. You're going to play him every week. Yeah. Unfortunately, you you're going to have to just be – there's a ch- opportunity where you're going to have to sit him if you have a better then, matchup it, somewhere mean, else on your bench. And it just so happened could be that next week is his week that he shows up and actually puts up 100 yards and a touchdown. But, yeah. like, the last four weeks, five weeks, nine weeks, I'd like he to, hasn't been doing shit for I'd him. like to tell our listeners that, you know, reality is is that you don't have to always start a stud because matchups do matter, but I would be completely – Going against my judgment of you got to always start your studs because matchups don't really matter. A prime example of that, going off subject here, is Mike Evans this week. You know, yeah. I mean, he had the most favorable matchup you could probably ask for in football, mm-hmm. and he didn't exist. Yeah. So matchups, if you you know, if you look at trends, I, I have a feeling sometimes matchups just don't mean shit yeah. as much as you just have to go with your gut. Back to Eddie's advice. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. And I just think, yeah, I, going forward, I'm still going to start Alshon Jeffrey as my number two wide receiver, but I just don't – I can't expect wide receiver two no, or I even agree. three numbers off of him at this point. I think when so. you get a double-digit week out of him, you're you're excited about it. Yeah, exactly. So. He's, he's only had like four this year. I don't think he topped 15 points in a half-point PPR league. So, anyway, uh, Paul, who's your next panic button? Well, press. speaking of a guy that hasn't had double-digit weeks uh, – 
since, you know, forever. I'm, my panic button, my second panic button is for the Spencer Ware owners of fantasy football. Spencer Ware is, um, he's a panic for me right now. He, coming off concussion, um, he missed, you know, two games with that. Prior to that, he, he, he had a, a bad game prior to that. And then he had a couple good games before those. But realistically, he hasn't had a really, he hasn't had a really good game in quite a while. This week, 13 carries, 61 yards on the ground, nowhere near even getting a red zone look or a touchdown. Uh, he had three catches for 12 yards. What, what worries me the most about Ware is the fact that he's a running back in Kansas City. And you could say, okay, well, Jamal Charles was a, sec- a successful running back in Kansas City. But Jamal Charles caught the ball out of the backfield. Spencer Ware used to catch the ball out of the backfield. For some reason, they're not doing those check down screen plays to him that made the Kansas City running back successful. Week one was the last time that he even had anything over five targets thrown his way. Mm-hmm. And and he hasn't even come close at it. Like he hasn't scratched the surface mm-hmm. of three in the last six weeks. So huge problem for me. I have him again, another guy on my team. I'm panicking about him. I'm sure that other owners of Spencer Ware, at this point you probably have him as a running back one to two on your team. Yeah. Um, and I I mean thirteen carries for sixty one yards, that's not a bad ratio. That's it's a not, bad number when you're looking for fantasy points out of well, a running yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just I mean, I'll they didn't be willing him, to bet if, that he is a not they, even a top twenty five running I think back. They, did, they need to give him with the ball more. He was give him twenty rushes. Give him twenty rushes. That's See my point. Happens, is that he's you know? he's got all the he's got all the tangibles. He's as good as anybody else on the field. They're not giving him the ball, and I don't understand why. It's not like they're throwing the ball downfield. Uh, Let's be I, honest. I Alex think, Smith doesn't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. What are they doing? I think this week the only reason you know they they got away from the run game a little bit was because you know look at Carolina's rush defense. They've oh, given yeah, up the solid. six fewest fantasy points. So I'm sure game planning all week during practice they were kind of not really relying on the rush too much, and they didn't practice for the rush a lot. So you know they they game plan for so how does, the how does Carolina's pass defense is the weakness there? So you have to you know go after it. Okay. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Goes back to my point. How do you beat? How do you beat a team like Carolina that likes to blitz a lot, stops to run a lot? You pass on them, right? How do you stop a blitz? You screen pass. That's my problem. Is it why I'm watching this game and I'm going? Why are you not dumping the ball down to him? That's what you do. That's what Jamal Charles has made a living on. So your defense is going to shadow and and cover the best offensive player, right? You would agree with that? Yeah. Who do they really have on offense right now? You know, a, defensive, out, a, defensive, a defensive back's not going to cover a, a running back. You're going to get a matchup no, of a running get back a and a defensive back, but you're going to definitely you're get, gonna a get a lot linebacker. Of you're going to get a linebacker. linebacker, maybe a shadow over the top. Last year, here's my thing. Last year, when Jamal Charles got hurt, Tricandrick West and 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 Ware were basically going back and forth every single week with great gains because it was that dump down Alex Smith type of football where he manages the game and he just takes those safe throws. And I don't know what they're doing with the ball right now, but they're not making those safe throws, but they're not even throwing the ball on the field. Uh, I mean, I just, I really don't understand. It's the typical Andy Reid offense where it'll bore the shit out of you. They'll hold the ball for, you know, 29 minutes in a game and somehow only muster up 200 yards of offense. And, I, I just, and somehow still dirtbag a win. Like and somehow scumbag a win. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Tom, who's your next So the uh, next person button? I'm hitting the panic button on is another guy in my squad. Drafted him early. Just kidding. I traded for him, which was even dumber. Dumb, dumb. Calvin Benjamin, wide receiver from Carolina. You know, I don't know why a lot of people have high hopes on this guy. 
his rookie season, he didn't do a ton. I think it was just he's a wide receiver out of Florida State, so you're you know you're expecting a ton out of him. He was great in college, but then you look at last year, he missed the entire season. This year, he comes back and hasn't done anything. Benjamin only went over the hundred yard mark once this year. Uh, he hasn't had a touchdown uh, since week four. Uh, what are you gonna do? I don't. I hit the panic button on this guy. He he really isn't doing much. I don't. I mean, Carolina's offense. I have. Jonathan Stewart, I know we're talking about uh, Kelvin Benjamin, but there's nothing really it's like the whole They have no there. identity. Yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing going no. on there. Not, no bright spots. They blew the game nothing. today? Yep. I don't know. I just I think that they lost that In swagger. fairness, he's the one that blew the game. Jonathan Stewart could have been on my panic he, button. Kelvin Benjamin's the one that fumbled that ball that gave the game to Kansas City, kicked that field goal. Not any real – I mean, it was a good play by Kansas City. I don't want to take a – you know, make oh, it. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. I, I Kelvin Benjamin is kind of like – I mean, he, here's what I'll say about Calvin Benjamin. He's getting a decent amount of targets. He's getting a decent amount of looks. Um, he's he's not getting those big plays like he did uh, two years ago where he made a couple big plays down the field. He's not doing that this year. He's doing a lot of, like, underneath routes. Quite slants, honestly, like, yeah. I feel like... Uh, here's slants what, are his big thing I, right now. I compare Calvin Benjamin to Brandon Marshall with a quarterback. Um, neither one of them seem to want to do shit this year. I don't understand why. I don't understand... What's going on? Calvin Benjamin, same thing, man. He's a big target. Probably the only real wide receiver on that team, you know? Greg Olson, I know he's a tight end. Yeah. But. And, 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 and I'm saying that about my boy Funches, who came from yeah, he, Michigan. He had, but, a big, he had a big catch today. But he's, just, he's yeah. not. I mean, no, he's, he's had not. two years to prove himself. He's, he's, he's junk. No, he's Calvin not. Benjamin, I don't know. I, I think the problem is this. I think that Carolina gives way too much control to Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton, let's be honest, is a fantasy hog. He hogs goal line carries. He hogs, you know, I mean. Yeah, but I, I don't if think Cam, Cam Newton, Newton can... I think if you have a guy that's as big as a linebacker and runs faster than one, you're going to definitely try to but, rush him down in the But my, He's going to be your bread and butter when you need him. I agree. I think my point I was trying to make is that if, if, if you don't have Cam Newton, then you don't want to have Carolina Panthers on your team because he is a ball hog. It's not on him. It's the coaching. But reality is that he just—that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna take. A, he's gonna. He's gonna vulture a lot of your stuff. I'm pretty positive if Cam Newton can figure out how to throw the ball high enough and get downfield and underneath it, he might even I was pass to himself. Ask you that because you're <laughs> rambling on about Cam Newton. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure. I didn't know where you're getting with that. Well, I'm just. If I, he's I just throw himself the ball. You, you nailed that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that if it was possible, he would have done. What's it. your panic button? I already went. Yeah, it's my turn next. It's time. It's I'm doing. I'm doing a defense. I'm going Minnesota Vikings defense. I think they should. I think the entire Minnesota team should uh, be panicking right now. Well, I mean, they Bradford started off so okay strong and they, until they hit their bye week. They had single digit uh, fantasy points the last three weeks. The first, uh, what was it? Five weeks of the season before their bye, they didn't allow more than 16 points to an opposing team. The last four games, they didn't. Allow or they allowed uh, twenty or more. Yeah, twenty, twenty-two, and twenty-six. Yeah, so their sacks have been down. Um, they lost their last four games. I just think that whole team is in turmoil. I, I mean, Sam Bradford had a decent game today, but as far as a team in general, that whole defense, offense, they don't, they don't click. They, there's, there's just something going on there that the public doesn't know about. I think. Yeah. I think Maybe. the reality, in my opinion, is that they, they overplayed their actual value for the first five weeks. I think they were just playing, 
hyped. Five they were playing weeks or sixteen, holding teams to sixteen points or less. Yeah, that's, but I mean, that's, hey man, that's crazy. I mean, well, gr- even let's be honest. That, let's be honest. Grebel around like 22, 23 points a game. Anyways, that's not that crazy. Grebel looked good the first couple weeks out of the season too, right? Then he you beat loved me. him. That's you true. you said he was going to win the league. Uh, so don't even for bring people him that up. don't know that it's just a guy in our league. <laughs> uh, but no, I I agree. I mean, I think that Minnesota as a whole is in trouble. I think that the offense. But they won their first four or five, and they lost the last four. But you know? yeah, but you can't win. You can't expect and the defense. The last four were they didn't even play anybody. That's phenomenal. Here's the I thing: I, take away this week. This week they actually put some points on the board for for offense. But up until this week, this entire team put their hopes and dreams on that back of that defense. And if your offense doesn't do anything, if they don't put up points, if they're continuously turning the ball over in, in bad spots, your defense is always going to look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so for fantasy owners that have Minnesota's defense, I mean, yeah, it's 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 bad. I, 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 think, it's, this, you know, I think it's time to this maybe a third, find a streamer. I think Minnesota's, this is the third time in NFL history, I heard today, that a team started off 5-0 and and then lost four straight after that, so... Yeah, that's that's just a bad sign that Minnesota's defense is going in the wrong direction. Minnesota's team's going in the wrong direction. I'm pretty yeah. positive. Uh, if I wake up tomorrow morning and the defensive coordinator quits tomorrow, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. It's yeah. a trend out there. In yeah, just Minnesota. maybe just everybody just quits. Yeah, they had double digits in their first, uh, I think, three or four out of their first five weeks, and then single digits the last three weeks. So that that might be something to think about going forward. Yeah. I just want to mention somebody real quick. <clears throat> Do it. One more panic button on my team. I have to say Jordan Reed. I'm, I'm worried about this guy. You look at what he's done the last few weeks. Each and every week, you know, you have Vernon Davis, Vulture, and more and more targets. Jordan Reed had a decent week before the bye. But this guy really, he was drafted as a number one, number two tight end in the entire NFL fantasy drafts. And he's junk this year. He's like Jordan Reed? Yeah. What? Jordan Reed had two good games. Other than that, he, he you look at you all have him on your games. team, right? Yeah, I'll send you a trade tomorrow. <laughs> I wish the trade deadline hasn't passed yet. But I'm uh, a commissioner. I'll fix it. No, it's actually done. tonight at midnight. Tonight at midnight. No, no, it's uh, it was Saturday actually. Oh, was it? But I'm the commissioner. I'll just fix that. I'll Go s- fix it. Send me something. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. No, a trade. Look at Jordan a, Reed. I, I, I veto that. He has nine, nine, seven. He had twenty-five, nine. Then concussion, concussion, twenty-one and five. Yeah, those are terrible for a tight end to have. Yeah, I mean, what do you? I, I, I get so. it. He's not Gronk, but but you're drafting the guy in like the fourth round. Uh, yeah, you're that, expecting that's, obviously a lot better numbers than than nine I points would, a freaking well, week. Let me just say this: I don't unless I have Gronk, I'm not drafting a tight end in the fourth round. So the oh, you the, wouldn't the, draft uh, Greg the, Olson. The idiots that drafted Reed in the fourth round are just that but people. People have that, yeah, and I think they're all dumb. Position was, you know, was you know, early thirties. There was so many. There were so many running backs, wide receivers still at that point yeah, in the fourth no. round to, to take over a tight end. I'm a lead If you're, if I'm getting Gronk, if yeah, man, if especially the tight Gronk's end. Gronk's the end. first, uh, uh, first round. Pick. So I'm saying, if you, if Gronk's gone, pick. if you don't get Gronk, then you need but to Jordan wait Reed, on that. Uh, I mean, that's 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 something right up there with Gronk usually. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on. I'll take those numbers any day for a tight end. I mean, you can stream off the waiver wire every week. You're not going to get that. I can promise you that. Believe me, Pretty I've been close. trying it all year. It's well, not working you're just out. Bad at Dennis, waiver picks. Dennis Pitt has been a real disaster for anyway, me. Anyway, Jordan two weeks. Reed, Paul's not panicking. I don't know if that is. I'm but not I am. panicking on Jordan Reed. Start him every week. All right. Uh, let's stop sucking on dum dums and get into our segment. All right, guys. So we're going to break into our dum dum segment today. And we're going to do a little something special. Uh, this week, we're going to dum-dum ourselves because as we did some talking today, we all realized that um, there was really no reason to, to look any further 
than ourselves for a, a few dum-dums made. Um, so I'm going to start myself off. And I will be the guy that says in my one league, I decided to bench Jamison Crowder, which if you've listened to us long enough, you know that I've, um, I've, I've, I've already, I, I, so what I'm looking for, holy shit. Uh, I dropped Jamison Crowder. That's a big word. God, my <laughs> Lord, I got to get off the freaking crown Royal. Uh, I dropped Jamison Crowder. My brother picked him up in our league. Uh, in a different league, I actually kept him, and I did bench him this week playing Minnesota's defense, and I put in Inman from San Diego, who did absolutely nothing. Well, it didn't really work out well. Jamison Crowder scored a touchdown, and right now it looks like I'm projected to lose by less than one total point. Uh, so Crowder actually would have wow. put up an extra eight points for me. So what does that make, Paul, here, Ed? A huge dumb dumb. All right, Tom. <laughs> oh, to hear this one. I, yeah, this the, word huge, the word huge was a little I know, extreme I know, I know. I compared one. to what you're about to throw out there. I have well, two let's see how it works out. All right, so It doesn't week, matter how it works out. I went out. and made a trade. You know, I have Matt Stafford on the bench. Went and made a trade for Russell Wilson. But for some reason, I decided not to worry about Russell Wilson this week, even though he had a hot week last week. And I went and picked up Jay Cutler off the waivers. I preached this guy during last week's podcast. I started him. The guy had one scumbag touchdown, which was like a 50-yard heave. Mary. 50-yard heave with no time on the clock before <laughs> half. Other than that, he throws for 130 yards, uh, two INTs, a sack fumble. He only had me three and a half fantasy points. Instead, I could have started Russell Wilson, who already has about five fantasy points when we're recording right now. That was dumb. That was very dumb. Yep. You are it's, a dumb dumb. You are a dumb dumb. I well, you going back that week where you were high on Jay Cutler. I did say I you said pick him up. You said no. Nah, you said top he's a nine. top nine. Top nine. Go rest the season. The rest the rest the season. Rest so you're gonna season. It's, it's only week ten. Yeah. All right. Calm it's down. Right. Yeah, that is he true. played. Calm. He played one of the worst defenses Listen. against quarterbacks and couldn't muster up four fantasy he had points. Some tip passes picked. He, some tip passes. The only tip that he's getting is just a tip tonight when he goes home and his wife's putting in his ass cuz oh, he's or Alshon Jeffries ass. Or Alshon Jeffries getting just a tip. Or both of them. Ooh. Terrible. But yeah, anyways, I don't know where we got with that shit. Well, Tommy, I would like to officially welcome you to Dum Dum Ville. I didn't even say it. No, right. Eddie didn't even get well, it. Well, I have two, actually, because I'm... Because you're a double dum-dum. I'm, I'm a triple dum-dum. Whoa. Well, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Yeah. Dumb, um, dumb. All right. Dumb. First, the lesser of two evils, Marcus Mariota. I've been barking him all... The last at least five weeks. I've I been drafted bark- this guy. I've been dropped him. I've been barking Mariota. I, he's, Going back he's to a, our He's a QB1. He is a QB1. And I looked at the matchups, and... I still started Philip Rivers over him. It wasn't too bad. M- Marcus Mariota had 36 points in my league. Philip Rivers threw four interceptions, but still got me 27. I'm gonna win that league. They don't really so hold much interceptions in that league, huh? They must not. No, but I'm still gonna win that league. It looks like uh, so. <laughs> but the other one, I started Cole Beasley over Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. I can't hate that. No, but... It it looks ugly on paper, but you're talking about Willie Sneed, who has done 
minimal to nothing. Like the first three and they're weeks. playing Denver. Yeah, <laughs> but still, he got he had two touchdowns. That hurts to he look at. He got a bunch though. of targets today. Uh, Beasley got me measly seventy sevenly point seven points sevenly sevenly. Yeah, sevenly scotch. Heavenly. That is a scotch talking, but yeah, Beasley got me a measly seven. Wow, um, that was bad. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, going forward. I don't know. I'm just going to have to do the matchups uh, between these two because those are the only two wide receivers that I have to go for my wide receiver three position. So um, that's that's all I, I got. I would recommend and that Eddie maybe next week listens to the podcast back yeah, and listens to some suggestions that we make because I'm pretty positive that Mariota was a huge suggestion for a lot of people. I know that Tommy and I were talking about it last week. You were on board because you love Mariota. I know. Uh, I actually, I'm still going to win. I actually, oh, I'm yeah, and win, I'm happy but, for that. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's you got sometimes those points matter. I was talking to a guy on Twitter today that asked me right before the game, he's like, do I go Cam Newton or do I go Mariota? And it was it was no-brainer for me. You go Mariota in this yeah. opportunity. He's he, He's got to be top five now uh, for quarterbacks. He was. Points. I was listening to a – there was a stat today that they threw out on him that he has like – 28, 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions inside and the, red, the zone. red zone. He's, he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He came into the league. How do you how do you not love that about a quarterback? Jesus, if he doesn't get any love, like you're looking at these rankings every week, he doesn't get any guys love like, whatsoever. Guys God, like, I dropped him. Guys like guys like uh, <clears throat> Philip Rivers and and Matty Ice, who we all put on this pedestal. I, I would be willing to bet that each of them have. Multiple turnovers in the red zone already this year, let alone their entire career like uh, Mariota. I mean, he's, I get it. He's three years into his career, but that's 28 touchdowns and no interceptions is a pretty good statistic to have. I like him. Yeah, me too. Well, speaking of Tommy dropping Mariota, uh, who do you like? Any kind of waiver wire pickups that you would like for Mariota or no? This is Tommy's top targets. Let's get into the waiver wire. Coming at you. All right, here we are with the waiver wire segment. People to pick up on the waivers this week. If you have, you know, bye weeks coming up, tough matchups coming up, you're looking to make a push for the playoffs. These are the guys you want to target on the waiver wire for two reasons. One, to help your roster, but also to stop your competitors from picking them up and starting them on theirs. I'm going to start off this week with Kenny Britt. He's wide receiver from the Rams. I know I, I was joking about the Rams earlier, saying they're junk and you shouldn't have anybody on their team. But if you're looking for somebody else, he's 52% owned in leagues. Six out of his nine games this year, he's had double-digit fantasy points. He has Miami and New Orleans coming up. This is a guy that's been getting a ton of targets, ton of yards, ton of receptions. Might not be getting in the end zone, but he's still putting up those points for you. Here's a guy you go pick up. Paul, what do you think? I like him. I said it a couple weeks ago. I think he's a great streamer. Um, and if he's, if he's not owned in your league... Be the guy that owns him. Add anything? Who are we talking about? Sorry. Kenny Britt. Kenny, Kenny Britt. I like Kenny Eddie was Britt. over there texting the wife like yeah, some sweet yeah, lovey sure. doveys or uh, something. She's like, you better get home. It's 938 uh, on a Sunday. Snap, Snapchat. I saw kissy pics. face, kissy face. No, I don't dick do that. Pic. I don't do that stuff. But yeah, I do send dick gross. pics. He does Creampy and Pav. That's it. Pav porn. So, yeah. So, if you have Kenny Britt on your waiver wire in your leagues, you need to... Go out and pick them up before anybody else does. The next person on the waiver wire targets, I'm going with a running back out of Chicago. I know people hate this guy because he's been hurt for half the year. I'm going Jeremy Langford. This season, running backs have been down and out. A ton of them out for the season on the IR. A ton of them missing multiple weeks. 
Jeremy Langford is only owned in 26% of fantasy leagues. You look, um, I know that Howard, some people are saying, reports are saying that he's going to miss multiple weeks. Some are saying that that's bogus, farce. But here's the thing. If... Especially if you're looking for a running back. Did you say specially? Especially. All right. Thank you. I love it. But it's hey, especially. Yeah. It's, it's the accent. There's no yeah. E in Anna? especially. I said especially. So especially. <laughs> especially. It's the accent. Ed. Just Sorry. go with it. All right? all right. All right. So anyway, go and get Jeremy Langford if you're desperate for a running back and stash him. He might be gold next week. Going forward, he's a running back. Paul, who do you have on the waiver wires? Well, I'm going to just first talk about Langford because I think you're spot on when you say if you're desperate, go get Langford because Langford is not worthy of a pickup in any world that I live in. He is junk. Um, He had, what, two carries this week. He had uh, five catches for 10 yards. I'm not big on Langford. He didn't play until Howard got hurt. Howard is out. Howard's not out. How do you know? Because he's not. Because you know why I know? Because the coach said he had a, he has an injury. Okay. And you know what I learned this week? Coaches are fucking liars. They're liars. He's lying. Fox especially is a liar. Um, I promise you, don't worry about Langford. He'll be there in two weeks when you can go pick up another day. But that's just me. Tommy likes him. And Tommy's been spot on with a lot of things. So, I mean. Go. Go get him. Even if Paul, you stash him for a little bit. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Hey, listen. If, if Howard's out. Okay, great. Now you have a number one running back for a week, two, you, couple weeks. If your if your waiver wire was coming up this week and you could pick up either one of two guys, Sammy Watkins or Jeremy Langford, who would you take? You can't answer that question. Why not? What what else is on my team? I don't know. Depends. Do I need neither a running one of back? them? Are, neither one of them are probably going to play next week. Well, go. Um, um, all right. I guess if you have a gun to my head, I'm going Jeremy Langford. Oh, you're a dumb dumb. Here's the thing. I know that segment passed, but. So anyway, so Paul, what, you have anybody on your waiver wire? Um, I like Pierre Garçon. Uh, I think that he's owned in fifteen percent of leagues. The last two weeks, man, he's really kind of turned it on for Washington. I know you're a Crowder boy. Um, I, I I was on his wagon, then I fell off his wagon, then I got run over by his wagon for Crowder. But I like Pierre Garçon. Last two weeks, he's had seven targets. Uh, two weeks ago, this week he had ten targets, six catches both weeks. Um, over over 70 yards, 75 yards in each week. He needs to find the end zone to become really, really relevant. But I think if he found the end zone in either of those two games, we're talking about him a lot more. Now, here's my thing with Pierre Garçon, and it's Washington, so it's really, really weird to say. There are a lot of mouths to feed there. You have Jordan Reed, you have Crowder, you have Garçon. Deshaun Jackson should be coming back soon. Um you Who know, else? Vernon Davis has been catching a ton of targets lately, and I'm going to roll right into my next waiver wire pickup there. Is I'm saying Vernon Davis. He's tight end for the Redskins. He's only owning 6% of fantasy leagues. Look at the last three weeks. Every single target that he has had, he has caught. He's been averaging over 72 yards per game over the last four weeks. Two TDs in that span. This guy's looking solid every single week. I think... Uh, He's rejuvenated. I've been getting lucky because I have Vernon Davis on two of my benches since Jordan Reed came back, but I have Cameron Brait and uh, Antonio Gates oh, okay. as my two guys. Yeah, I love I a team that has three tight ends. That's phenomenal. Do you start two of them? No, no, no. Th- this is two different teams. 
Oh, okay. So I, I have I have Vernon Davis on my bench, but I have Cameron Brait in one and Antonio Gates on my other. Oh, league, so you have over you them. have Davis in both so, leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah, my so bench, anyway, my we're way off topic at this point. Yeah, hey, I just like to know what he's got. No, not really. But Vernon okay. Davis is a man to pick up. I disagree again. I think that Jordan Reed is still the guy there. I get it. He's going to get a couple end zone catches, or he's going to get a couple, you know, scattered catches here and again, like he did to this week. But I don't think he's anything dependable. I think Jordan Reed is still their guy there. You know, you you you. I don't know why you're down on Reed. You are the you are one of the biggest Jordan Reed advocates. But yeah, for some reason today you're on the hate be, club. I don't, I don't think you should be down on Jordan Reed. I think the fact think that he put gonna, up. I think he's gonna come come back. I, I'm the, not saying I'm down on him. I think I'm the fact that Vernon Tommy Davis is getting a lot of a lot of reps there. They're doing a lot of two tight end sets. He's getting okay. a lot of catches. I think a he's lot down of targets, on his team this every week. single. Target that he has, he's been catching. So, are you are you just down on your team this week because you scored eighty points and Reed just happens to be the guy that I you still have a kicker goal. You're <laughs> you're like you're like that dad that comes home had a bad day at work so he beats his kids. So Jordan Reed is just getting Ooh, the beating because the rest of your team about. sucks. Is that what's happening here? I don't know. Thanks. Call the hotline. Well, the you know what I think you should do, Smoke. I think you should write maybe a little entry about him into your diary next time. Ooh. Oh, he's gonna get something. <laughs> Make a keyed. Wow. Oh, if I knew where his car was, I'd key the hell out of it. Oh, he would wreck you. Oh, he wouldn't know it was me. You don't key it in front well, of him. Well, you just told everybody. Now we know. You now know, he's going to get keyed Jordan and he's going to come looking for you. If you listen to this, I'm not going to come key your car. I'm going to go man. follow him tomorrow. And Damn. You're going to listen to this, Jordan Reed? There goes my dear diary. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, let's go back into our dear diary. Let's well, get... not back into it, but let's get into it. Let's get it on. Ooh, let's get all deep. Wow, that's, that's what she said. Wow. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll go first. I'll get I'll get a little romantic. Uh oh. Um, sure, of course. This week you will because we all know why. Back set. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. So we all. So anyway, we're all going to talk about our fans. Yeah, we all did year. a dear diary about ourselves, and this we don't week. talk about it beforehand. We just jump into it, and we get here and show up in the recording studio, and we're like, "Hey, what's your dear diary this week?" Oh, my fantasy team. Oh, shit, me too. Oh, shit, me too. So that's where we're at. We apologize. But they're all going to be phenomenal. It's going to be Go great. Ahead, Paul. Lead us into your Dear Diary. All right. Mr. Garrison. Dear Diary, today was the definition of a fantasy football collapse. I went 0-3, surrendering first place in two of my leagues and giving up second in my third league. The silver lining in this gray cloud is that my two-week stretch of bipocalypse is finally over. To further my frustration, however, I was managed to lose to four teams in our league of record that probably won't even make playoffs. <sighs> this completely makes me scratch my head and think, is my team really that good? I'm winning to good teams. I'm losing to bad teams. What could playoffs have in store for me? There's no consistency whatsoever. Time will tell, but if I know the fantasy gods, they will find a way to ensure my misery. For that, I say I hate you, fantasy gods, and I hope you all rot in hell. Love, Paul. P.S. Tommy keyed your car. Let's move it over to Tommy. Dear Diary, August 20th, 2016 was the third best day of my life. First was when I met my wife. Second was when I married her. Holy shit was draft day coming up. I thought it was going to be awesome. I looked at my team, as I do every other year, and say, God damn, this is 
fantasy championship material. But again, this team has let me down like the years past, and my fantasy team blows. I have Todd Gurley, junk. Brandon Marshall, junk. I have Calvin Benjamin, junk. My team is all junk. I went and started Jay Cutler this week because Matt Stafford had a bye, and I traded for Russell Wilson, so why would I start him when I trade for the guy? But my team is junk. I'm not going to make playoffs. My brother's going to be able to talk shit for one more season, and my fantasy hopes are down the shitter. Why would you let me do this diary? Why do you let me go through this every year when I continuously put this into the diary? I love you, but you hate me. We hate each other. Thank you. Eddie, just real fast. Is there any yeah. does it, is it me or does Tommy just feel like he's talking to like Amazon's Alexa when he when he reads his dear diary? Yeah, he's like uh, There's nothing. He doesn't he's not writing his diary. He's just dictating it into this like into a speaker and hoping like, she's uh, writing what, it down what, for him. What's her name? That, that I got Siri. Cleo. That Cleo. Miss Cleo? Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> she passed away this year. It's like Alexa from, uh, from Alexa. Read back my diary. All right. Anyway, Eddie, go ahead. All right. Getting nervous. Do you rehearse your diary before you would write it in a diary? I, no. I, would, I know, but I would write it no. in my diary but and then like read natural. it. It's natural. You, you just write you, it. You, you write don't rehearse it, it. But you haven't written one diary. You just ad lib those every time. That's what you're that's, supposed to do with your diary. That's good. That's, that's, that's what a diary is. for him. You should get spell check and... Oh, I Grammar be, check on yeah, all your diary sure. I don't disagree with all that. <laughs> I don't know why you're hating my diary. It's my you. diary, not your yours, diary. all right? It's hidden under my pillow. I love your diary. It's a, ver- I hope it's a verbal obviously, diary. Apparently his wife listens to this podcast because there's no other reason he explained his first two favorite days of his life. All right. Ready? We were born ready, this Eddie. Is, this is my dear diary. I'm ready, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, did you rehearse this one? Yeah. But no, you wrote it down, That's obviously what you have to do. In my mind. Go ahead, Eddie. Dear diary. You've been doing okay for yourself. I have to give you and myself some credit. And I'm no I know I'm u- usually hard on you, but I should win Giggity. at least at least two out of my three leagues. I'm I'm positive that I'm going to win three out of my three leagues, but let's let's not jinx myself here. Uh, I'm holding strong in my second place in my fantasy uh, points league. I'm hoping to keep that too. This just better not be false hope because that key in your car that I put last week and that we talked about earlier, that will turn into a sledgehammer to your windshield. Going straight Carbondale. Yeah. Oh, you for keep, sure. Keep helping me win. Enough if you need a hand. You keep helping me win, Diary, and I'll keep from cyberbullying you and your family. Yours truly, yo boy, Eddie. P.S. Eat some yellow snow, you pussy fuck. So it's fair to say that Eddie... Eddie's diary is what's been setting his lineup. Yeah, apparently. basically. You should have. You should have been writing his diary. Yeah, you so. should. Yeah. <laughs> should have been writing this. Set it up as a dual owner. Your diary should have been setting your lineup since week one. I know. Jeez. I should. I should have been. Right, I don't know what you're right. keying her car for. She's the only thing that's good for you. I'm not. Why is she? Why is she a she? Why can't it be like a? I think a you mentioned. I think you mentioned her as a she. You did. Earlier. Ooh. Well, anyway. anyway. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks tonight. for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is the Point After Show. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be great on our end. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to us tonight. And as always, um, my Twitter handle, please, we didn't we didn't mention our Twitter handles earlier because 
Tom was too busy jumping into our first segment. But my Twitter handle is at E-S-K-O-R-U-P-A underscore P-A-S. Tom? Um, sorry. I didn't mean to jump into the segment. But uh, you can find me at Twitter at uh, T-Lip underscore the P-A-S. Smoke, what do you got going on? I am Paul underscore the P-A show. And remember, tell your friends Always about us. Always has to be different. Tell your family about us. Just don't tell your girlfriends about us. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram. Send us your questions, comments, it starts, whatever kind of anything that you want to ask us uh, on our uh, Twitter handle at Point After Show or our personal Twitter handles that we just mentioned or to our Gmail account at thepointaftershow at gmail.com. Thanks, and remember, guys. if you made it this far, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>